Welcome back, everybody, to the Knicks Red Wine Podcast. I'm Johnny, the host of the Knicks Red Wine Podcast, and as always, I'm back with Owen. Owen, what's good? What's up, guys? And today we have a very special guest. Well, I don't know if he's very special. He's just a He's he's very special. He's very special special to us. But he's a longtime Knicks fan, longtime friend of mine, Nick Deal. Nick, I'm glad to have you on. It's good to have you here. And uh, hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be awesome, here. Man. You know what? I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to talk some Knicks. Word. All right. So we've been we haven't made an episode in like two months. One because the Knicks haven't been playing, and two is because well, Nick is a freshman in college, so he's not doing this. But Owen and I are in the middle of the college process, and it's a pain in the ass. But other than that. We've been following the Knicks as closely as we usually do, although there's not a whole lot of information to talk about. But today, we're going to talk about the draft for a little bit as it's only a couple (laughs) weeks away now, which is actually really exciting, and all the talk is starting to ramp up. We're going to talk about the Knicks offseason and some of the NBA offseason, just get into that, some specific stuff. Like, Nick likes to talk about some weird... Like, he's the only one I know who, like, really wants to dive deep into, like, a magic offseason. So we're going to talk about the magic for a bit. (laughs) He's got some interesting prospects for them. And then some realistic expectations for next season. It'll probably mm-hmm. be a thirty-minute episode, and uh, I'm excited to get into it. So, do you guys want to start with the draft? Yeah, let's start with the draft. All right. So, draft is a couple weeks away. As you know, we are drafting in the top ten. So, what are so we haven't talked about the draft in like a couple months now? Have your idea, Nick? What are your thoughts on some of the prospects? As nobody really knows who you like, and Owen, have your thoughts changed? And then I'll I'll talk about what's changed yeah. for me. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm very, I'm someone who, at least for this year, I'm subscribing to the idea that we just need to go best player available. At least, I mean, we just need young talent on the team. I mean, I mean, best player available. I mean, I don't, we don't need a center with our eighth pick. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of. Luckily, I feel like there's a decent amount of three and D potential towards like the later lottery in this draft. I agree. When we're drafting. I mean, I think we need a point guard. I wouldn't force a point guard pick here, although I'd like some. I'd like some help at guard because we do have those two later picks and we're trying to what buy another pick in the second round. Yeah, that was a report that came out the other day that yeah, we're still shopping that. for another second that. round pick. So if that does end up happening, I'm not sure what we would give up or yeah. anything like that. But we would have four picks in the draft if that ends up happening. And yeah, and I'm concerned like I was thinking like, you know, this is like a couple months ago, but Kira Lewis maybe with another pick, but he's moved up like he's moving up like crazy. At least I want I want to take Kira Lewis at eight. Is that is that is that who you want? Yeah. I want I want Lewis. My my two favorite prospects right now are Lewis and Maxi. Um, I really love Maxi from Kentucky. I think sky's the limit for him. He gets to the basket so easily. He moves so well. He's not like the rawest athlete in the world. Um, it doesn't have the best jump shot, but he can really move. He gets to the rim with ease. Um, and Lewis is just like a. I love Lewis. Like Lewis can shoot. He can pass. He can finish. I, I, there's not a there's not a whole lot not to like about Lewis, um, but yeah, he's rising fast. Yeah. Oh, and you texted me the other day saying Lewis might be the guy. Like you were like, yeah, I really like Kira, I said he's the, the one. Kira Lewis. Yeah. And I don't blame you. I think I think he's going to be a, a great player in this league. I still mm-hmm. really like Halliburton. He hasn't slid for me at all. Um, I so yeah. if he's available at eight, he might be number my number one guy. But uh, what's interesting is. Two months ago, or maybe a month ago, Devin Vassell, Vassell was our guy. Uh, what's changed? Yeah. Why not him? Or maybe you still like him. If he's still there, what, what's what's going on with him? That uh, that video came out. Yeah, the jump uh, shot video. The yeah. jump shot video. I read an article the other day, though, that uh, Begley posted about Vassell, 
And somebody like close to him said the jump shot video. He was just messing around because he was shooting from super deep. He was like jacking it behind his head, but it kind of sounded like bullshit to me. Um, I yeah, no, I saw, I saw that shot. too. And his coach, um, the Florida yeah. State coach, said the same thing. So I don't know if there's a whole lot to worry about that. And with all the workouts going on these days and the interviews, unless something drastic changes, I still really like him. I still would be happy taking him. So like right now for me, Halliburton, Lewis, um, Devin are all three guys I would be stoked to have on the team next year. I mean, we really don't know because I haven't seen any other tape of him other than that. You know, I think like if that is the case with his jump shot, if his jump shot does look like that, I would not take him because – his biggest two attributes as a player are his shooting and his defense. Yeah. You know, and that takes one out of the equation, then he's just a defender. You know, and you don't want somebody like another Fultz situation. Um, so, but but the Knicks will probably get him in the gym at some point um, if they haven't already and work him out um, and be able to see that for themselves. So I trust. I trust them. Yeah, I trust I, I agree. If if the sh- the jumper really is what it, it really looks like, that which I I honestly don't think it does, I would pass on that. Nick, thoughts. Um, I mean, I have not seen as much of a sell as I, you know, feel comfortable, like how how much I would want to. But I was a big I was a big Mikhail Bridges guy like a couple years ago. The year we got yeah. I is there any similarities between him and Vassell? Because I mean, I yeah, feel like yeah, two similar attributes. Bridges also sure. like has a messed up jumper, but he's also yeah. a really positive player in the league right now. The, the Suns fans love him. No, his player I comp really that. is Bridges, in my opinion. Yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of a perfect comp. The, I mean, with a like, jumper. Does he have? Does he have more? Like, does he? Because I'm concerned about. I feel like we might need another guy that's like you know can be another facilitator and ball handler with some like off dribble shooting potential. I mean, I feel like we don't have to force it. At least like with this pick, you know, maybe we get them next year. Maybe we sign them. Who knows? But I feel like Barrett can't be that like like. I, it's like because we only have like Frank and DSJ at like the point guard right now with like any sort of RJ, RJ just can't shoot, so we need to put shooters next to RJ. That's the yeah. key, um, or guys that just are efficient scorers. Like RJ, you know, I mean, I have my, I have my qualms about RJ. Um, yeah, you don't think we need like another ball handler with RJ though? Like I feel like we, I feel like he can't be like. Well, we know no, he's not. He didn't do well last year when uh-huh. he was like the point guard. Well, we need a, a full – for RJ to succeed, and this is a little bit off topic, but we need a full revamp of the roster. Like, the roster yeah. last year was the worst possible roster to put around RJ Barrett for him to succeed. I mean, it's just true. So yeah. that's why I'm still, like, excited about RJ, why I still haven't seen everything from him yet. Um, although Owen, like, still is just weird about it. But, um, yeah, so – I'm not weird about it. He's just not that good. Moving on from the Knicks because there's just not <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah, we have enough negativity. Yeah, we already All have right, enough fine. negativity when listening about the Knicks. Um, your have your top three changed at all in the past couple months? Regardless of play, like best player available, regardless of what the teams need. Don't think about the teams that have the top three picks, but right. in terms of talent, what are your? Uh, I mean, I think guys like Rose and like their like talent levels have like solidified a little bit more like i said like lamello has seen or like what i've observed is like he's seen more of a drop off from like he's like he's kind of that number three guy now right i feel like wiseman like people were liking a kung Wu like a while ago like i i i'll admit i don't know enough about him but people yeah. wiseman has like solidified himself as like that top big with like who's definitely gonna i mean he always kind of was that yeah. but 
don't know. I think sky's the limit with Wiseman. I, I think agree. his name yeah. his name kind of fell out of, you know, like well like like he wasn't like as liked anymore for a while, but I think it part because he didn't play all year. Right. Um but when he I say during this pre draft process, like he just moves at a different level for someone his size and he has like good shooting mechanics. He can get up. I think he's gonna be a really good player. So my yeah. So speaking of Lamelo, really quickly, I don't know how much this really matters. I've heard it doesn't really matter that much, but his interviews haven't been great. Yeah. You know, I I, I kind of expected this, <laughs> yeah. but I I don't think this is going to change a whole lot about his draft stock, um, mm-hmm. or anything. I, he'll still go top three. So I'm not I'm not like say if we ended up getting Lamelo, like, which is not going to happen. Maybe we trade up or not, but that would be pretty sick. Like I'm still not yeah, I'm not worried about that. I mean, I don't know if it's a guarantee he goes three. I mean, I think there's, like, a scenario that the Warriors just, like, you know, don't find a trade package they like and just, like, find a guy that they are comfortable with and just, like, use that second pick on it if they just can't trade. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, he's de- he'll, he'll be gone before we pick. Yeah. I, I think it's hard. I think the Warriors are in a tough position because I don't think they're, at least of teams in the lottery that want to, like, swap picks with them, there aren't a lot of attractive pieces on those teams. Like, would they want a guy like Levine or, like, a Kevin Love? You know, like, guys like that. I don't think they would. Um, so I think they're in a tricky spot. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it went, like, Edwards at one, Wiseman at two, and then you get to the Hornets at three and you get a little bit of in a weird position. Because um, I don't know if they'll definitely take Lamella. Well, speaking of the number one pick, the Timberwolves are actively looking to trade the pick from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, and which makes sense. They have Cat, they have Russell. They want to win now, or else they'll lose both of those pieces and have to start. Their the roster also just sucks, though. Yeah, but so I mean, bad. if they trade that number one pick, what are some kind of hauls that you could potentially see them getting back? Well, I could see them going to four, and there are at least maybe a swap, maybe not. But them and the Bulls making a trade. Um, Bulls coming up to one to get Lamelo. Um, and guy like Zach Levine, ironically enough, going back to uh, Minnesota, something like that. Um, I wouldn't be complete. I wouldn't be totally surprised. If who that are happened. the Who are the Wolves trading now to pick then there for? Who do you Who do you Who do you have? Who do you think? I think the Wolves would just take you. Just take uh, you take a guy like Denny. Yeah, um, I was about to say I, Denny. I would take Denny at four. Really? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, did you see the? Den- the, the everyone loves the, Denny. Yeah, everyone loves Denny. And I'm not surprised. I, you and I, like a long time ago, we were Denny like, "This too. kid is gonna be I great." I really like yeah, Denny too. Denny. You guys are De- you guys are Denny supporters? Huge. Yeah, that's interesting. Huge Denny right. supporters. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Nick. No, I mean, I I don't know. I I feel like I feel like I'm I I do I I feel like you're you're right. I see a lot like of online on like praise on Denny, and I just like seeing. Obviously, his character. I mean, he like seems like a nice like he's got a nice personality. <laughs> he's like his Knicks interview is funny. <laughs> Or he like, what did he say about the Knicks? Yeah, what did he oh, say? He was like, like basketball team. Uh, yeah, he was like, the Knicks are a bad, like, I don't the know. The best organization or something? <laughs> he said something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but no, he said the Knicks are an NBA organization. Oh, yeah. He just said the Knicks are an NBA organization. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like that kid. Anyway, my top three, regardless of what teams are, Anthony Edwards, uh, LaMelo Ball, and probably Killian Hayes. I think Hayes has slipped a little bit in my in my head. Um I worry about the shooting. The explosiveness isn't totally there, but the skill is, you know? I'd say best-case scenario, it becomes like a Manu type, um, but maybe with better athleticism. 
um, which I, is a very good player. Yeah, um, but that's his ceiling. But that's I'd, I'd, I'd say that's his ceiling. Just without, I don't know if he's ever going to be the shooter that would really catapult him into the next. I just, I really I, like his playmaking. I really like his craftiness with the ball yeah. and around the rim. I agree. I, yeah, so let's let's circle back to the Knicks really quickly because everyone already knows this stuff. The draft has been – there's been a lot of draft speculation considering exactly. there hasn't been a lot of stuff going on with these bottom teams. Uh, the Knicks offseason. So we're, what are your ideal offseasons this summer – or not this summer, this fall, I guess, or this winter for the Knicks, whether it's free agency, uh, we already talked about the draft, whether it's uh, exercising player options or not, so who do you want to maintain? Who do you want to get off the team? Uh, I think in terms of the draft, I'd say we talked about that. I don't really have a crazy preference for who we pick. I, I honestly, I trust the guys um, up front. And then um, in terms of free agency, you know, maybe coming away with one nice piece, um, depending on who that is, uh, would be nice, but not giving too much. And then player options, who I want back. Guys we signed last summer that have the team options, honestly, nobody. I don't want a single one of them back. Um, what about really, BP? I don't really like any of them. Bring him <laughs> I back. Love, I love Bobby. But maybe Taj. I think I assume Taj will stay. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of want, like, a quiet offseason for the Knicks. You know, sign a shooter or two, um, draft a shooter or two, and just continue to build the guys that we have and, and kind of just see what we got. So know, I, I take it. And this is a question for both of you. I take it that you are no longer thinking about Fred Van Vliet very much. I, I'll pass. Yeah. Yeah. I just I the timeline, like the the cap concern with Fred Van Vliet. I I don't know. And I feel like the Raptors will do a decent amount to keep him on their team. And he's gonna have other suitors too. Like we're gonna be like, I don't know. It's yeah. not just gonna be the Knicks like bidding. I just think just, o- overpaying yeah. him is just the biggest Knicks move. It it, it really of is. all time. And I I think. We just stay away from it and continue, like you said, with the timeline because it doesn't really match up. I mean, he's not old, but he's not twenty-two. He's not young. He's also not enough of a difference maker that you you give up that kind of money for a player like that. I mean, he killed the Nets, but the Nets were the Nets in this this year's playoffs. You know, like they didn't have athletic guards, and then as soon as he got to the Celtics series, he was like, he wasn't very good. Shot off. Yeah, Yeah. he he wasn't effective. When he has, he plays against guys that are much more athletic than him. He's way overmatched. Um, yeah, that's his problem. I mean, like, I feel like, and yeah, like the, the the way I put it in like simple terms is like, yeah. I mean, we we want to keep our options open as much as we can, just with like how open our future is right now, and like how far we are away from like any kind of serious contention for a championship. And Fred Van Vliet, just like the contract, the timeline, it just closes too many doors. Like, no, exactly. I totally too agree. Many options. Like, I want to maintain kind of flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, I think it's a judgment year for Frank and DSJ, you know? I think, like, this is the year you really decide, because they're also, it's also a contract year for both of them. Yeah. So you decide if they're two guys that you want to carry on with, because both have been pretty disappointing so far, but one really good season could change how we view them. So we'll, we'll see. What about the Italian? Bring him back? Gallinari? It's, 
Oh hell no! Oh. I'm good. I'm good. All right, I'm we'll move good, on. Man. I'm good. I mean, um, uh, unless we can get him from some kind of like one plus one, like we did last year, but I feel like that's not even like. I feel like he he'd rather do even that with a team that might win a champion. Exactly. No, exactly. Like, I feel like that doesn't really sound like a real. Yeah, I don't think we're serious. Consider we're not really being considered by no. him. Honestly, I, mean, I wouldn't hate that, but like it's not gonna happen. He's a great player. So yeah. there was a report not long ago that we're willing finally, and I was very happy to see this that we're willing to take on a contract or two just for a young asset or a pick. And this is this is the timeline that the Nets built, and this is what got them where they are now, just finding guys. Yeah, but did it, though? Yeah, I think I, absolutely. I, it kind of did. To be honest, I, unpopular opinion, I know this is a very popular move on Nick's Twitter, but I don't think those are the most, always the smartest moves in the world. Um, to just sacrifice your contract for, like, an Alan Crab contract or, you know, like cap sacri- sacrifice your cap space for a contract like that. If all you're going to get is a late first round pick in return, I don't think, I think that, you know, $20 million in extra cap space is more valuable a lot of the time than a late first. Look, round I pick. think, like, I think if you can get a late first round pick, I think it's a no brainer when you get to the second round pick mid to late second round pick, then it's a little iffy, but I think if you can get a late first round pick for just a, one bad contract, I would do that in a heartbeat. But what if it's on the books for like two more years? That's the you know, thing. It I, depends how long. It depends how long it is. If it's two years, I would still do it. We're in no position right now to be any close to a playoff or a championship contending team. We just got to get – we got to find the gems. We have a new president. We have a new guy making picks. Mm-hmm. And I just want to – I mean, this draft will be big to see he has three picks, two first-round picks. It'll be interesting to see what 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 kind of guys he'll pick. But if he drafts well this year, I'll trust him the following year and then the following year to take on yeah. bad contracts just to get a couple a late first round pick or maybe a second round pick. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's exactly what the the Bucks did with Tony Snell last year with the Pistons, just dumping him and some assets yeah, for like exactly. a year or two more, and we're not even gonna like make any serious runs in free agency until what twenty twenty one twenty two, and I'm prepared to be. We're not gonna make any yeah. serious runs in free agency yeah. until we until we make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I would agree, but I think, I think you know, the playoffs could come sooner. I think it might be optimistic of me to say this, but it could come sooner than we think, um, just depending on how guys play. Like, we could just fuck around and get lucky, and RJ breaks out, and Mitch breaks out, and all these guys break out, and we sneak into the playoffs. And then we're looking at a net situation, you know, where we're, a, we're an up-and-coming team ready to add on a star. And I'm hesitant to, you know, it depends what that contract is, but to give up, a lot of cap space just for a late first round pick is, is, is a little just, it's worrisome to me, but it depends on the contract. Like a joke. If you had like three years left on a, you know, 20 million a year, like I'm good. But That's why that, like I pointed out Eric Gordon, which is like kind of, he has, what is that? Like, yeah. Until 2023, 2024, he's making 21 million that year. Like, I think that's yeah. one you say no to if the Rockets would even want to move on from him. But there's not even many guys right now that like yeah. are gonna like the Nets have like what like Torian Prince right now making like seventeen million ever, but they're gonna a lot of teams are holding on to these guys like as yeah. trade pieces to like match salary with other teams to like bring yeah. in one more star like some depth. Um, and, it's uh, also that if, if you can get a player of value back, you yeah. know, like where that guy who's on a big contract isn't like an albatross like Noah who just isn't even playing, right. but you know, like what the, the the Thunder did with Chris Paul, like Chris Paul was great this year if not better than Westbrook you know like if you could get a valuable guy even a guy like Gordon who will and and do good things for the team but yeah uh moving on Nick 
Do you want to do your Orlando Magic spiel? Oh, uh, I mean, it's kind of just like one of those weird teams. I don't know. They have a lot of uh, the Magic are going to be one of those teams. There's, you know, they're going to sell their. I feel like a lot of their team right now. I, I, I don't see a lot of future in like an Aaron Gordon with their core. Like, uh, I mean, they have Terrence Ross off the bench who's a decent player. I mean, he's making a lot, but like Fournier has a player option, which. You know, if traded to a team, like, provides a nice bench scoring, uh, you know, with, like, potentially, like, a reworkable contract since he has that player option this year, um, which he can opt into or not. Uh, I mean, what do you do? So, what do you do I think that the Magic, uh, and we won't talk about the Magic for that long, but I think the Magic are in the, one of the worst spots in the NBA. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, oh, yeah. I mean, it's fun to make the playoffs every year. It's fun to actually watch your team win 50%, not even, but almost 50% of your games. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would kill for that right now. But you have Vucevic locked up until, I believe, 2023. You have uh, a guy in Fournier who's a good player. He's got a player option of $17 million. Will he accept that or not? I don't know. I don't think he, I don't. I don't think he's worth more than that, so he will likely accept it. But he hasn't been able to play in the or prove himself in the playoffs, so I, I, I don't know. That's, That's such cool. a weird spot. And no, no. They're just in a weird. I mean, Vooch is actually like a really good player, but he's never going to be a great player. Like every time I watch Vucevic, I'm like, this guy's a stud. Like he just he kill. He dominates around the basket. He hits threes, but he's not like a crazy difference maker. Um, well, and he's, he's not going to beat the yeah. first or second seed single-handedly no. in the playoffs. He never will. And he doesn't have to do that, but if you can't figure out how to build a team around him, I want to talk about their draft pick 14 really quickly. I think if you get a guy like Cole Anthony there, which Nick pointed out. Um, that's, the, that that's, the, that's the Celtics pick. Right. Yeah, the, the Celtics, Celtics pick at 14. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Mets. Like, wait, they, oh, that's my bad. So I, wait, I, where I, do I, they pick? That's my bad. I, I, well, I had a potential trade uh, involving that pick with the Magic, Shoot. but Go I pointed out, well, all right, um, all right. Then I have another point to this, but Fournier and Aaron Gordon, which this is kind of a weird fit for Boston, especially since you know. Uh, right, I'll say the whole trade first. Fournier and Aaron Gordon, maybe more for Hayward, which I know the Celtics are Hayward fans. Plus draft compensation, possibly their 14th pick and more. You know, I love the trade. I don't think Gordon provides enough versatility, like to guard big men uh, defensively for them, and he really has to like he's gonna have to like come into his role and like figure out what the hell he's doing on offense. Uh, right. what his role is and you know Fournier granted the last few years has been pretty awful in the playoffs compared to his regular season stats at least statistically speaking and I think if you're the Celtics when you bring in guys you're going to want to be aware that you're going to make a deep playoff run that's what you're pushing towards yeah um, and also Fournier like another they can't really play Kemba and Fournier together like Fournier's not going to be like a closer or anything unless he somehow proves me wrong uh, and for the Celtics the reason not to do it I mean, it's looking like this. This this draft is a lot of good point guards. At fourteen, they can get like a Cole Anthony. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think Kira might be an option. Kira, for yeah, exactly. Celtics. Kira Lewis, who could actually yeah. maybe play next year. I mean, I would. I, mean, I would certainly do this if I was Orlando. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would not do this if I were Boston. Boston doesn't need more. P- they don't need necessarily all this space. They. I mean, is Gordon Hayward really? He's not gonna make a huge difference for your team, but they already have a no, set not. team. They're going to make another run next year. They're not losing any of these no, guys. No, I, I, I agree. I, I just like the idea of them bringing people that can, like, you know, kind of, like, gab, like garner 
playing time with their core, if that well, makes 48, sense. If, if you can get Fournier to come off the bench, that he's one automatically one of the better bench players in the league. He's a stud. I mean, Fournier shoots the ball really well. I mean, the, the thing is, though, I don't know why they trade and swap 15 and 14. Um, I, I, I wasn't trying to say swap. The swap, just, just the, the magic, just take the pick. Yeah, just I pick mean, fourteen and fifteen. I guess, I guess, well, because you know, you, you, you guys might have seen. There's like the camp of people that I feel like overrate Aaron Gordon to a degree, like because yeah. like they get yeah. like oh, he's not very, like he's old not Blake very good at all. I don't think yeah. he's very good at all. I don't think he's either, but I, I mean, I like the idea of like of him being good. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. an idea of him being good could be interesting on the Celtics, especially if Tatum yeah. can prove he can like guard kind of fours. I mean, also that team, like I don't know. Yeah, if if I'm if I'm the Celtics, I mean, I think they can make a deep Eastern Conference run. But people still have to like realize like you're gonna have to teams have to gear towards like the Lakers, like some of these other like Western Conference teams that they're gonna. No, like, you because I uh-huh. I think the Clippers are gonna come back with a type of vengeance next year. Also, as much as I hate to say it, the Nets are gonna be really good next year, um, which is a bit a bit scary, but it's true and. Also, an interesting note about the Magic before we move on. They have Okiki coming back from um, right, oh, right. Um, from the torn ACL. He's an intriguing guy. So I, I, I'd say look out for him. I wanted to I wanted to say one last thing about the Magic. Yeah, go for it. Too interesting, but uh, it was kind of a counterpoint to Owen was kind of talking about who is he. He's in that kind of group of people uh, who don't want to like take uh, like later yeah. first picks just for um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like longer contracts. And I think my thing is I don't want to get caught in this kind of like uh colonel into magic i guess you would argue like past your pistons just kind of like we're kind of always competing for this like lower uh seated eastern conference but it's like what are we really doing like the magic have feel like have in mind the future a bit more than those pistons teams had from like a few yeah. a years ago because like you know they they traded for Fultz, who, like, like the tobias harris teams like right the, yeah 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 and the drumming yeah yeah, yeah yeah and like and like when they got blake and all that but I I just I feel like we shouldn't be like meddling around like the eighth and seventh seeds in the East if and like the sixth like when we can just I don't know I guess it's also because I'm such a big admirer of like the process as well. I mean I'm an admirer of the process too. I just I think we're in a tough position where we have two talents at a roster. Oh right. Are you on a com- I think it's hard because we're not the worst team in the league. Right. Um, it's also hard not to get impatient considering this the process is now seven is. years long. No, I know, but like somewhere in between, we don't want to like throw all our. No, absolutely not. No, I, I totally agree. Like, I, I, I think it's hard because it's like, okay, we've the last like four out of the last three or four out of the last five years or whatever, we've gotten like the eighth pick or the seventh pick. Like, I think we've picked we picked Knox who was at nine, we've picked Frank who was at eight, and this year we're picking uh, eight. So we're kind of just like hanging out in the middle of the lottery, yeah. which is not a good place to be in. You know, you either want to be in the playoffs because like if the Knicks made the playoffs next year I would be excited about our future you know because we have a bunch of young players it would encourage me a lot if we were the eighth seed you know because I think it would mean our young players played well and the future was exciting I think it's a little different than like those Pistons teams and like this Magic team that we're talking about no it definitely is uh uh I I mean I think yeah I think the Pistons teams wasn't a perfect example because they were still making moves like centered towards like winning now they were like trading off picks for like veterans like expiring deals like coming into the deadline but yeah I agree if if the young guys can prove that they can compete and like the roster that you know we bring in can make the playoffs mm-hmm. I, I don't see a downside in making the playoffs so I want to talk about I want to move on to 
I think these these rumors have died down a little bit because we haven't done a show in two months. I do want to touch on it for five minutes or so. The Westbrook, Chris Paul rumors that have been yeah. circulating in the same sentence as the Knicks these days. Um, thoughts on potentially potentially taking on one of these contracts, not having to give up really any ass that many assets. You'll have to give up something, but not that much to potentially win a few more games but still likely not make the playoffs. And and I'll add on, which one would you rather take on right now? Uh, I'd rather take on Chris Ball. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Easy yeah. to say, yeah. But I think if we had CP3, I think we'd probably make the playoffs. But is what is that worth? You know, I don't like... It's It's just so much money. Like forty, it's forty million a year. Uh, I agree. The only thing right. that that really does, if you're looking at like a business perspective, I was gonna say sell more tickets, but who knows what's happening this yeah, year? Yeah, we're not even gonna have tickets. Same. I think the thing is, is like you have CP3, he just doesn't match up with the window at all. You know, like I think like you bring him in, you make the playoffs. Okay, as soon as the young guys start getting good, CP3 starts getting old and bad. You know, and and I know he's kind of had a father time act going on, but he eventually will get old and, and you know start to become a weaker guy. And so he still I, has a few I, years on that deal. Yeah, I'm a no on both. Yeah, Westbrook I, especially. Man. I agree. Uh, yeah, I think I think people is a very mainstream idea that they they like they like the, how well Chris Paul has uh, maintained his play or his level of play with age, and then also that being like he's helped lead a young team like OKC where they're just trying to get these like yeah. young guys to play better to a playoff berth. I mean, people I think like the idea that like he can some teach the young guys something to better the future of them. Yeah, are there any contracts that you would take on uh maybe you don't have them in the top of your head, but for a, a late first round pick, are there any contracts that you would be willing to take on? Hmm. You don't even have to think about whether the team actually has a pick there or not just contracts you would yeah. take on for a young or a young asset or a pick i mean i talked about the torian prince contract on the nets i mean if they really need to like cut salary for the luxury cap even yeah, though they're not agree. going to and they're probably going to use him to ch- package for someone i mean i would i would take prince for a pick like in a, in a second yeah. but. i agree something like that a guy who can you know be serviceable for you and yeah. does has like one or two uh, years left on his deal you know if they're really desperate for that space i would yeah. i would do something like that you know like the, a, a comparable player to prince yeah and then you have like the like a james johnson Right, that's a pretty yeah. little contract and yeah then, i think the heat have a lot of deals like that where yeah. they have guys that are like have one or two years left. I think Portland might too. Um, that have like fifteen million. Like they have like Myers Leonard. Um, that's a bad deal. Um, I think who, Kelly Olenek. Does Portland have a reason at this point, or am I making that up? No, oh, I think he's in Sacramento. Am I oh, crazy? Right. He's either is he in? Did they trade him from Sacramento or to Sacramento? I I haven't really heard his name since he's on the Rockets. I'm he, not gonna lie. Yeah, he had he had that big Rockets here. Then he decided to sign with the Suns for some reason. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then didn't he go to the Wizards after that? They traded for they traded for Ubre, which is oh yeah, the Wizards traded. Yeah, he was with the Wizards for a bit. Ariza for Ubre, and Ubre has been a stud. What do you think about going after Ubre this offseason? Isn't he a free agent? I I I, think so. Yeah, I like Ubre. I thought he was. Uh, How old is he? He's probably like what, like twenty five right now. He's probably can't be. He can't. Rock chalk, baby. Oh yeah. Kansas boys. 
I'm looking I mean, up his uh, contract right now. I like Uber. If 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 we he draw, is an if, unrestricted free agent in 2021. Oh, so if we had, uh, I mean, the Suns might try to trade him to. I mean, where's his name been linked? I doubt he'll stay with Phoenix. I mean, I don't know how Phoenix is going to be. Because I don't know if Phoenix is going to want to pay him either, considering they have Aiton and Booker and uh, a pick this year. So and, they've just got assets that they're going to yeah. want to pay. And, and Ubre kind of falls out of that. Although he's had a good year, and I actually mm-hmm. like Ubre. He's just not a priority for them. So I could see them trying to trade him to get an asset this upcoming season. But they're not. it's not the kind of deal that... Like, we would have to give up real assets for him. We can't... It, it's not like we can just throw no, I in some... I, I don't... Yeah, we might have to like over, and if not trading, we'd have to overpay like one. Yeah, of those, like, I mean, he's only making he's making fourteen million a, a year, yeah. which I think values him pretty well. Um, I think that's a perfect value. Yeah, I agree. So it's yeah. not like it's a big contract they're trying to get off. Uh, the only thing is, it's an expiring deal, but they might try to re-sign him. Anyway, let's go to Nick. Do you have anything else you want to talk about on this outline that you made? Uh, I mean, this is like, uh, I don't think this is realistic, but anyway, like, because, I mean, KCP was the best, third best player on the Lakers in the finals, and like, they're going to have to, I mean, if he's... Oh, third best player. Third, no, 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 no. but uh, he was, he was third best, a lot of these guys in the Lakers, like Rondo's expiring, I think, or has a player option, but it's the minimum, which he's uh, assuming he should Yeah. Be um, I mean, KCP, I don't think like the Lakers should give him $15 million, but I mean, they probably will because, you know, they, if LeBron just says, like, I like KCP, they or will they just want, they, they will, they need him. but then, but then, I know we don't have anything to offer to the Lakers, really, but then, you know, if they decide to move on from Dana Green, which I don't think they would, I mean, like, considering how, honestly, he was pretty bad this year, and in the playoffs, you I don't, mean, Green is an interesting candidate for what we were talking about with the late first um, from a team like the Lakers. You know, like a guy like that who's got like two years left. Not a crazy contract, but not a nice one either. I don't know. Right. Well, they'll want to do something. I mean, obviously, they just won the championship, but they'll still want to work around and try to get as good as possible in free agency. And they don't have money to spend right now. So and they have that late first. I don't know if they'll want to give up that late first, even though they are in win now. But. I could see that as a sort of realistic thing that could maybe be in conversations. Yeah. I mean, the only thing we do, we do have like all these uh, team options, which they can decline and get the money off right away. Mm-hmm. And then our, we could probably just absorb uh, Danny Green's money up front. Uh, but we also don't, I mean, we have nothing to offer them. Like at least like some, like you can't even give them like a backup point guard or something to like. Yeah. Work. One, one yeah. name that has been thrown around a little bit is Joe Harris. How we're a legit contender for him. And I actually really like Joe Harris. I would love to get Joe yeah, Harris. So what would you pay Joe Harris? I'd give Joe Harris like three years, thirty million to come to the I next. don't think he would accept that. I think no, I think I think he might get fifteen million per like, tw- between twelve yeah, I mean the, from the Nets. I think uh, Joe yeah. well, Duncan Robinson's play in the finals, honestly, like yeah. the market for those guys. And Joe Harris can True. probably he's not he as can, big he can as play as he can play role. some defense. He, yeah. he's not I've seen some Nets games, not horrible. He's also a great he's just a great shooter. Oh, yeah. um, and, and he's a gifted shooter and he, he can come off screens and hit shots. He can I, would, I, I would Loki, if Harris was our biggest 
get of the free agent market, I would be happy with I'll that. I'd be pretty stoked a, with that too. He's I mean, a perfect pair next to RJ. Um, a nice fu to the Nets as well. Yeah, exactly. they, they they would be very good. With My buddy just named his new puppy him. after him, so it would be quite nice <laughs> for him to be on the Knicks. At least we got Theo Pinson. At least we got Theo Pinson. Yeah. Huge get. Is he is he gonna play it this year at all? I don't know if he makes it out of. I don't know if he makes it out of training camp. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't. Isn't he just there for the money, like the team option, if they want to like trade his salary or something? Uh, it's conf- yeah, maybe. Yeah. We brought in all those cap guys that like know what they're doing. Like are like yeah, like the Brock. What's his name? Brock Aller. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, I you know what's so weird? Uh, Andrew Wiggins is still on the Warriors. I totally forgot about that. Oh shit! He's yeah. like, like, what are they gonna do with him? We won't talk about this for too long, and we'll wrap it up pretty soon. But what are the Warriors gonna do with Wiggins? If the Warriors gave you an offer that included Wiggins in the second pick, um, but we had to trade Robinson, eight, and some one other guy, nah, would you do it? I really don't like Wiggins and his contract. It's a, no, absolutely not. Okay. I also, I and I also, I, I don't, don't like this draft very much. I just don't. I, I, I don't yeah, like the draft true. very much. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't move up, move up to get Mello if, if we, let's say we didn't have to give up Robinson, we had to give up Knox and Nealakine. Oh, eight, probably. Yeah, I love eight Wiggins, eight Knox and Nealakina for, and maybe another filler contract for Wiggins and two. I mean. It hurts, but I would probably do it. Golden State doesn't even offer that, though. Uh, yeah, I know. yeah, Golden State. They might want to dump the Wiggins contract, though. That was. I think. Well, they have they have that Iguodala trade exception. I think. It, I think if oh, yeah, all goes, do. I think if all plans fail, maybe we could see them dump that uh, uh, Wiggins contract. But I think probably their like worst case scenario is probably, which I don't think they mind doing. It's like what draft wise been just like let Wiggins play a year to like see how he is. And just, I agree. Like, I think yeah. Wiggins yeah. is just the worst possible for, fit for that team, though. He didn't look terrible when he was playing for them, though. In, in the short time he did play, for in them. the short time without the, in the short time without Curry, without Clay. Yeah, fair, fair. He fair. had one game with Curry, I think. He had one. Uh, the last game. Thank you. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to get the facts straight. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to touch on NBA wise? Because we haven't done this in a couple months, so there's probably a lot of stuff we haven't hit, or Knicks, or anything else. Um, I listened to your guys' most recent episode, like the like the like after like probably into the first round, like some of the predictions. Yeah, you got you guys got you guys got most of it right to be honest. Really, I mean, you under you thought you thought the Jazz were gonna like close out the Nuggets, which I think wasn't like that. Honest. A lot of people thought. Yeah, so I mean, I can't fault you for that. Yeah, you know, we'll but, end on actually. We won't. We won't. We'll talk about this for only a couple minutes because everyone already knows what happens in the bubble. But what did you guys think of the bubble? Because we haven't done an episode since like the playoffs actually started. It was good. Um, finals weren't incredible. I think the two games that the Heat won were great games. Um, but other than that, the Lakers kind of handled that series. Um, I thought the the, the Heat Celtics series had potential to be an incredible series, and it was like a very good series. Um, what was your favorite series of the bubble? Mine was probably Nuggets Clippers or Nuggets, or Jazz uh, Nuggets. Nuggets probably Jazz Nuggets. Just watching. Um, Murray just go for 50 like every game was just that was pretty sweet incredible I also love the Clippers collapse though I was never I never liked that Clippers team this year 
Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> they went. They, they they were like the most hated team, uh, out of a lot uh, out of a lot of the teams that made the playoffs. Like nobody liked them. Well, because they're just assholes. They like, just Beverly's they just like the held worst, themselves like they had of. proven something already. Like they hadn't won anything. No, and more like Morris is a dick too. I mean, I like Morris. He was a Nick, but like he's an asshole. Um, and so is so is what's it? You know, so is Beverly. Beverly's the worst. Um, but yeah, and Paul George just I don't know why, but he just gets crucified on. Twitter. He gets crucified. I feel kind of bad. I feel bad for him too. He's like a nice guy. I like Paul George. I, I mean, always he like did. He did have the the stripper situation. I don't know if that was like the that was, that the was Williams. Williams. What? No, no, not that one. Not that one. Paul George cheated on Doc Rivers. Oh yeah. Doc, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, did he actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you wanna you might have, you might wanna cut that from I don't know how like <laughs> what the show's rated, but he did. We cheated on Doc Rivers. Doc daughter. Rivers' his daughter yeah. and then they treated for him and then <laughs> and then Doc had to go to the Wait, goddamn. You gotta read about yeah, that, dude. I, we live under a rock. So hype. Yeah. Yeah, it's hype. Lou's gone. That's good. All right, so we'll end off expectations for next season. Rapid fire quickly, like lottery, playoffs, or nine seed. I say lottery. I think we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back with the seventh pick next year. Yeah. Nah, playoffs, playoffs next year. <laughs> All right, All right but playoffs, baby. And you uh, were you were. Oh, sorry. There's a note down here that says someone said uh, Frank puts up at least twenty and ten. I like the thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I I wrote that. I like um, the thinking. He, you know, last last game was it the last game or second last game? He had like twenty and ten. Against, yeah, against yeah, the Wizards, against the right? Wizards. Yeah, against the Wizards, right? Against Washington. That was my so, favorite I mean, game of the year. Yeah, we that lost, was, that but was, <laughs> we lost by like ten. <laughs> still, it was a Knicks Wizards on like a Tuesday night, but and we lost by ten. But it was probably my favorite game of the year. Oh, it's the, I mean, it's the best. Mark. Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Um, all right, well, we'll we'll uh, we'll end it here because, uh, yeah. But uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Nick's Rewind Pod. Nick Deal, thank you for coming on the show. We'd love to have you again uh, soon. Thank you for having me. Um, and thank you for making this beautiful outline. It was the most detailed outline I've ever seen. Um, oh, it was my pleasure. And right before the draft, we're gonna do another one of these and just go super in depth in the draft. I'm excited about that. So thank you for listening. We're glad to be back, and uh, see you guys soon.